I'm definitely overdressed, baby. <laughs> because it's so taboo, but so erotic. Yeah. The magic is undeniable, though. The magic is there. Now you know if you can go the long haul if you survive like a quarantine pandemic together. From the Naked News Studios in Toronto, Canada, you're listening to Talk Naked. Well, my ultimate goal is I want to be a successful boss-ass bitch. Defining sex work is becoming a more and more challenging task as services in the world's oldest profession expand to embrace all kinds of erotic entertainers and practitioners. Our world remains divided on accepting the legitimacy of the profession and supporting its workers' most basic human needs. Most of the world's population of sex workers lead extremely discreet private lives and occupy an underworld in an attempt to never be discovered or confronted by authority or the judgmental public. However, many of those who make a living in this industry take great pride in their work and can express the importance of these intimate transactions when given the platform to do so. I spoke to esteemed courtesan Veronica Sway about her legacy in the biz. And as you're listening to this one, folks, just know that we both sat for this talk naked. I'm Laura Desiree, and today I'm sitting down with adult entertainer, Canada's own Veronica Sway. Thanks for being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me, Doc. Mm, I can tell that someone as beautiful as yourself could make any situation quite entertaining. So, for our viewers, can you tell us what it is that you do, what your job description is? I consider myself a caregiver. Mm. Um, most of my time that I spend with my clients is based around uh, figuring out how to take care of a need for intimacy. Lovely. Well, that's an essential experience in this life, is it not? I think so, yes. Why do you value it so much? <clears throat> well, I mean, in my personal life, I value it. I also think that as a caregiver, that is something that so many people are missing in their lives, whether it be because they had it at one point with their partners hmm. or, and you know, uh, things happen in their life that make it so uh, it's not precedent anymore right. in a relationship. Children are having to, you know, travel for work right. uh, or that maybe they've been shamed out of the idea of actually taking care of a certain part of themselves that they, uh, they can't um, talk to their, their spouse about that sort of thing or right. partner about that sort of thing. So I, I consider myself a, a conduit for people who want to take care of that aspect of their life. And, and it just it makes me wonder what your thoughts are on how that can nourish a more purposeful life, to have that intimacy satisfied in one's life. Well, I think that people in general are really good at compartmentalizing. Mm. Men especially. Mm. And, you know, that's, uh, that's, you know, when somebody can um, figure out that they're so happy maybe in their relationship in so many ways. They have like a great home life, a great wife, um, fantastic children. Yeah. And because, you know, there's like this dismissal of having intimacy be like a very important part of a relationship. It happens very often. Um, and then all of a sudden you, you don't have that as a, as a part of your sort of life anymore or mm. your ability to express yourself. If you're able to find somebody mm -hmm. or many people that you click with um, outside of your relationship and you're able to do it in a discreet way, mm -hmm. it does make people's lives 
more full, more, uh, just more well-rounded. Yeah. Because they're being taken care of in all aspects of their life. Or they're taking care of the things that they care about yes. in all aspects. I agree. It's it's an essential in the life experience. I really do. But just to clarify here, we're talking about sex, yes? Um, To a certain degree. Mm. But honestly, so much of what my career is based on is this this taking care of somebody in an intimate way, which more often than not has us, sex is a very small part of it. Wow. I travel with people, I go out to dinner with people, I enjoy people's, you know, conversation. And mm. we, we have like, you know, I hear about people's hopes and dreams and that's important. More so, as much as sex mm -hmm. is. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, that's important, I guess, also for their self-education, right? They might have a hang-up on sex and then discover through time with you that it's, you know, other aspects that need to be explored or other um, elements of their life that perhaps need to just be touched on. Yeah, that actually does end up happening quite a bit. Mm. You end up, um, especially if you create a relationship with somebody that they feel confident and comfortable coming to you with, you know, maybe some of their kinks, mm. um, which is to me, super exciting. I love being able to, and if I can be, you know, uh, talk about something in particular. Yes. Um, a lot of men end up coming to me without even knowing it. They they are interested in being pleasured anally. <laughs> and often, because it's so taboo, but so erotic, Yeah. they're shamed out of the idea of it, but being able to feel like you can trust a person that's wow. going to like discover that sort of thing with you, um, I, I'm, it, it's endlessly exciting for me. Uh, I mean, no kidding. I'm sure there could be some people that have thought of it themselves. How on earth do you introduce a client, a, a man, let's say, how do you introduce a man to even, you know, <clears throat> accepting the, the idea of being introduced to something like anal? Okay, well, but we also are talking about men. Yes. I mean, not always. I see lots of, you know, I see women as well, I see couples, but definitely because that's an erogenous zone. Yeah for everybody, mm -hmm. if you can feel comfortable enough with whomever it is that you are, you know, playing with, it doesn't take long for you to explore with your fingers and then slowly with your tongue maybe. If it feels good, you're yeah. not gonna be like, no, I'm not gonna go there. Right. Because it feels good. Right. So I mean, it's you're kind of You're gonna see like, where it goes. <laughs> exactly. So as long as you feel comfortable, then it's an organic sort of process. And orgasmic. Well, Hopefully. absolutely. So how did you get into this industry? How did that happen? Okay, so I was um, working with my theater partner, because I do theater as well, um, on a play that was based around her memoirs of uh, stripping in uh, oh. the 80s and 90s in Montreal. Cool. She put, her her per she put herself through university that way. And so she wanted me to play a bunch of different characters of women she used to work with. Uh, but she didn't want me to be a tourist. She right. understood very well that because it is sex work, there's so much stereotyping and stigma around oh, that. Yeah. She wanted me to really have um, an authentic sort of background uh, playing a part of somebody who is in sex work. So at 31, I started stripping. Hmm. And... You know, it didn't take me very long, other than the fact that I love being on stage and dancing and pole dancing and that sort of thing. <laughs> it was so much fun. I also really loved the intimacy of dancing one-on-one -on -one with somebody. And so often I would find myself in one of those booths 
and I'd be dancing with somebody going, oh my God, simulating this is so much less fun than actually doing it. Wow. And so it took me like maybe a couple years before I stopped stripping altogether, mm -hmm. hung up those loose side heels, and I just <laughs> started like seeing clients outside the, uh, uh, outside the club on dates. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow and this has been how many years now or am i doing some naughty math it's fine i'm comfortable <laughs> with my age yeah it's been about 10 years wow mm -hmm. that's it's outstanding so so your your client base uh who you see whether in the city outside of the city whatnot is there a weaving theme around who they are a demographic a, a certain kind of person that comes to you uh well i mean there's there's various different types of people who uh, are willing to explore mm. with somebody that they pay. Yeah. Um, but I think in general, like what we were talking about before, it's people who have just come to a point where they need to take care Absolutely. of intimacy in their life. In, and that takes many, many forms, mm -hmm. but in general, that need for intimacy is like the main reason. That's, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people avoid it as often as they can. When you're having a, a session or an experience with a newer client, someone who's maybe new to the whole idea of this kind of experience, what do you do to make them feel comfortable? I mean, do they come in jittery and nervous and terrified? How does that break down into a, you know, a connection between you two? Well, I feel like because the experience that I love to give, with whether it be in my personal life or mm. you know in my life as a courtesan, I love being able to show my real self to people. Mm -hmm. So I don't put on a persona when I'm, you know, in a session. I'm myself and we talk wow. about real experiences and we talk wow. about, you know, the things that I really want and that encourages them to also tell me what they really want. And even if they can't talk about it, sooner or later, once you get to the organic, intimate, sort of sensual part of like hanging out with somebody, hmm. they feel more, I think it puts people at ease that I'm myself well, in the situation. There's, there's a word you just said, which um, I like to, you know, size up against another word, organic and sex. And in your situations, you don't necessarily organically meet these people you could be sexually involved with. So how does the experience feel organic? How is that signature experience communicated? Like, how do you ensure that that feeling that it, it's it's real? Well, I'll tell you, um, I think the reason why this is the perfect career for me mm. is that I really love mm. turning someone on. <laughs> I find that uh, foreplay really sexy. Just like when I was working in a gentleman's club, I loved that sort of beginning sort of aspect of really trying to figure out what makes that person kind of tick. Yeah. And so I feel like because that has been a huge part of um, how I started in this business, it's it's something that I think I'm known for in, yeah. in the industry where I will, I'm happy to just like let things happen organically yeah. in the moment. And it's harder when people come in with a laundry list of things that oh, they yeah. need to have done to them or <laughs> they need to do to you. Isn't that helpful though? If you can have some of those, uh, you know, uh, marks to knock off the list. Unfortunately, no, I feel like what happens is you're only thinking about a list as opposed to oh. just 
living in the moment. Letting because, it flow. Because like in any sort of sensual situation, wouldn't you rather just see what happens naturally between two people? Yeah. And of course, you know, gentle sort of coercion in one way or another is acceptable. But I think that, you know, sex play is always about kind of like somebody's going to take a top role and someone's mm -hmm. going to take a bottom role. And I really like sort of switching. And I think that that makes things the most organic. So it's fair to say then they can also turn you on. Oh, yeah. Well, mm. like I said, I get really turned on by turning somebody on. I think it's very... I find it very sexy. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't matter who that person is. You can find something so sensual in a person who, you know, if they come in and they're nervous or, you know, they're nothing like the body type that you would expect, hmm. you know, from, uh, you know, who would turn somebody on. There's something so sensual about yeah. somebody giving over their real needs and desires to you. Like that, it's, it's kind of golden, it's priceless. No kidding. Mm -hmm. It's very sexy. No kidding. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, so eager to learn more. Um, is, is, are there any uh, checklist items that men should be doing before they enter a sensual situation to perhaps better their chances of having a connection like that? And it can be something, you know, as simple as, uh, you know, uh, take a shower before. You know, is there anything that men should be doing to prepare to maybe, you know, open that opportunity? Well, I mean, other than the things that you just mentioned, yes. of course, you know, hygiene is important. Uh, but really coming into a situation with kind of an open heart and an open mind hmm. and I'm much more interested in like breaking the ice by having mm -hmm. a glass of wine and like maybe having a little discussion, especially mm -hmm. if you have some kinks that you want to like kind of work through. Just coming to, um, a, you know, um, a little appointment mm -hmm. with the idea that we're just going to see where things go. Absolutely. I, th I just think that that's the best way of going about things. It lets them almost lead into, you know, what kind of experience it could be. Yep, as long as you're honest about what it is you're really looking for. Yeah. And even if you don't know what you're looking for, like it's, it's good to come in going, I don't know what I'm looking for, but I feel like, you know, I was attracted to the idea of doing this mm -hmm. or with you or what have you. And then, I don't know, things that happen organically, they just kind of happen. I, it's hard to uh, pinpoint how. It just, you got to be open to it. That's fair. I mean, it can be a very blinding uh, experience, right? When you really commit and surrender in a way to it. It is. It's surrendering. It's surrendering to it. What, uh, <laughs> I'm sure our viewers would love to know, what's the sexiest thing a man can do in bed? Listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A good listener is the sexiest. I'm pretty confident in what I know works for me. Yeah. Uh, so... If somebody has the capacity to just like stop and listen to my body and f you know, while I'm moving it in a certain way and you can listen and try to figure out like just by going with the flow, what I might yeah. want, that is very sexy. Because well, the body sends signals, right? There's actual like responses happening. Well, and that's what I do in the, yeah. in the other side. Like I'm always trying to listen to see, oh, is this working? Is it not working? You can always tell if somebody's open to it. And yeah. I'm very open to telling people exactly what I want. So can we ask what's your favorite thing in the bedroom? Uh, well, definitely it's one and the same. It's somebody who is Ooh. a good listener. It's, I, 
I honestly, I, I love it when I am in a situation where somebody just goes, of course, they want to make you feel just as good as they feel. And I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, well, listen to what I'm telling you. Then. <laughs> and if that, if, if they can do that, if they are open to that with their hearts and their bodies, then, oh my goodness, it, it can be kind of a you know, a beautiful experience and one of a kind, really. So that brings you the most pleasure. Absolutely. Turning being, somebody being, on like that, yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's not just as easy as, uh, you know, a couple items on a shopping list. No. And it's never the same as I don't think, a, a map. No, no, a, no. I don't, and I don't think that any experience is ever really the same. Of course, there are certain people who are, they want things a very, you know, certain way every single time. And you're like, okay, well, this is what's really working for them. Mm -hmm. But those are the people that I also am always trying to coax into mm -hmm. maybe doing things a little bit differently. Because you might explore something different and find something that you're really into. You no know? kidding. So. Wow, what's, what's, what does 10 years look like from now? What does 20 years look like from now? Is this the rest of your life? Is there an end goal? Hmm. Well. It sounds I'm, like it is a very important part of your life. I consider myself an artist. Yeah. Uh, this uh, business has definitely made it so I can live as an artist and not a starving artist. And not a starving artist. Uh, oh, God, so, that's great. I, and I'm, I'm happy to, some of these people are my friends and confidants that I will see them for as long as they want to see me. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine some of these people in my life. Wow. So uh, yeah, in terms of like, is there an end goal? I don't need to become a millionaire in a year. Mm. Um, I feel like definitely um, considering myself a caregiver has kept me very humble. So I will do this for as long as I can. Considering yourself a caregiver has kept you very humble. Those are some wise words. <laughs> My goodness. Some of the big topics of discussion these days that we're seeing all over the media is, of course, the hashtag MeToo movement and the Hollywood scandals and, and sex accusations left, right, and center. Uh, is there a movement happening here? Is there an opportunity for women to... Um, feel, I guess, liberated by, uh, you know, exposing situations that happened to them sexually that were wrong, that were um, dangerous, that were against their own beliefs. Do you think that there's a movement happening? There clearly needs to be. Yeah. And it is uh, commendable that it has finally come to fruition. Mm. Um, I have to say this. If at this point, after this year, or however many years, all of the people come out of the woodwork saying how they, you know, uh, they've had terrible experiences. Mm -hmm. At this point, with social media being what it is, and young people, you know, watching this sort of thing happen um, over and over again, and not really being able to get away from this Me Too situation, yeah. there is absolutely now no excuse for anybody to wait. Mm -mm. If you are seeing something or feeling something that you are uncomfortable with, you have to say something right away and get it dealt with right away. Yeah. Or else you're really doing a disservice to any other woman mm -hmm. or man that might be in your position in the future. So I think if anything that comes out of it, that is the most important thing. You know, it's probably gonna keep happening because yeah. unfortunately there's a culture in North America at least that, you know, people in power, whether they be men or women, take, you know, take advantage of people. Mm. So 
If you've got something to say, now is the time to say it. I think that young people have to understand that that is the uh, moral of this whole situation. Absolutely, it really is. How does it how does it affect uh, your industry? Do you find that it's going to, you know, put a surge of of um, people moving towards experiences with you know a discreet. Uh, you know, partner a discreet um, setup, or do you think it's going to deter them from it? Is it going to have any effect? I can't imagine it would, uh, because to be quite honest, I've never been treated with more respect than in this business. I mean, I worked in bars for a long time. Mm. And let me tell you, there were many moments where I was like, yeah, this, uh, I'm definitely not being treated, you know, as a smart, savvy person. Yeah. Uh, and mm. I'm being taken advantage of. And so, no, I don't, I can't imagine, and not for myself. I can only speak for myself yeah. uh, in that situation. I, I don't know. People who maybe have inklings that they, they need to get something off their chest sensually, Maybe they will go to see somebody instead of like coercing people in their work. Place. Yeah, I, can't, I mean, I don't, I can't get behind the mind of that. I, I don't understand. I why. thought you had all the answers. I'm though. so you know, sorry. I was really starting to think you had all the answers here to everything. Know, everything. You know what I am curious about? Being who you are and having the experiences that you do. What is what does it feel like? What is an absolute real female orgasm for our viewers? I, well, for me, it's something very specific, and I know exactly how to ask for what I want to get there. Good. And then sometimes people surprise you, and they're like, all of a sudden you're in a situation where you're like, I didn't know that I could do that. Thank you very much. That mm. was fantastic. But so um, I, I'm always more interested in... I'm not interested in faking things. So Got it. I choose to not do that in my work life or my real life. I can't uh, I can't speak to that. I don't think it's actually useful in my work especially. But it is achievable. Men are able to do this for women and they should not give up that mission. Oh my God, please keep trying. But <laughs> ladies, I mean the most important thing I think is to not fake it. Really ask for what you want, whether it be with your body or with, you know, your words. Ask for what you want. I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh! It's keep just, exploring. You it's know? just empowering. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, Veronica, it has been an absolute treat sitting with you. And uh, where can our viewers find out more about you? Well, I do have a website. Mm. Um, I guess we could put it up or something. Or it's veronicasway.com. Veronicasway.com. So. Um, I, what I use my website for basically is not just to, you know, use it so fans can you know, possibly meet me. Um, because my background is in theater, um, <laughs> I, theater. theater, I also, uh, even though I don't do live theater anymore, I do use my creative sort of outlet um, in the Veronica's way uh, persona. So I do little videos and I find that not only is that good for marketing mm. because if people think I'm too weird, then they won't see me, which is awesome. That's a great screening sort of situation, but it's also great because I get to produce and direct things. And so I, I use my website for that sort of creative yeah. outlet too. And I think that that kind of gives you an idea of the kind of person I am for or the sure. person that you might end up meeting if you choose to, you know, send a note. 
For sure. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there's quite a waiting list. <laughs> it has been a wonderful sitting down with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. For The Schmooze, I'm Laura Desiree, and this is Veronica Sway. She's an inspiring and incredible woman. I hope you enjoyed that interview. And like I said earlier, we were both naked for that one. I'm sure you're dying to see the video. So make sure to subscribe to NakedNews.com to get access to that one today. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been Talk Naked. Talk Naked.